phone on do not disturb. Yeah. Well, Coach, thank you for uh, taking the time and coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So kind of the first thing I want to ask you is it was less than a year ago that you officially started. You don't, you know, late into July, you mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of time to get on the recruiting trail. You're still learning the area, learning the school, learning, you know, the players that you have back. Could you have imagined that y'all were going to make the national tournament in year one, given kind of the circumstances? You know, um, we played against this team a lot when I was in, in Texarkana. Yeah. So same conference, everything like that. So I kind of knew what they had. Now coming in the door this late, um, not a whole lot of time to, to add on to what they already had. I knew they that, that you know, there was talent here before, um, just kind of – how we would get there and what we would do. Um, you know, I had it in my mind. Uh, it, was, it was a goal of ours to get there. And, and um, to say that I completely didn't think we'd get here would be a lie. I thought, that, you know, we had a chance. But um, to get there just it make, made it really all come together and feel great. What were, um, what were the expectations for year one? I mean, I imagine you have like a long-term uh, goal, short-term goal. But yeah. What were the expectations? Year one, year one was to you know compete for a conference championship. Obviously, um, you know try to make a run for a national tournament to get there, and and uh, you know we accomplished that. We ended up winning the conference championship and and uh, making a run there. But you know the the big thing was kind of establishing um, uh, kind of my feel in the program and getting getting the the guys to buy into what I was. Yeah trying to teach and, you know, the, the style of play, the, um, you know, intensity, the, you know, what it takes to, to play at a, at a higher level. And, and um, they really picked up on it great. Coach, you mentioned the style of play and the intensity. If you get, a, get a little technical with us here and tell us, you know, what it is that you wanted to instill in that style, what you wanted to bring to Victoria. Absolutely. So on the field and, and off the field, I, want, I wanted my guys to have energy. I wanted them to play like every single pitch mattered. Um, you know, sometimes um, you can get kind of lackadaisical and and get in that moment where, okay, it is what it is. We're just playing baseball, and whatever happens, happens. It's it's uh, It can't be like that. It's got to be every pitch matters. You know, even if you're on the bench, you know, you, you have a job to do. If you're at shortstop, you have a job to do on this pitch. If you're the pitcher, obviously you have a job to do on this pitch. Um, so it's, it's a whole thing coming together. Um, and then, you know, outside of the game, it was kind of establishing, uh, uh, on the academic side a little bit and, and, you know, learning, learning how to, how to, you know, manage your schedule outside of baseball with, you know, um, lifting and, and workouts on top of school, on top of, um, being involved in the community and, and, you know, kind of, kind of trying to get that whole aspect going. Yeah, you, you when you look at you guys' schedule, you know, you played a tough schedule early on in the year, so the overall record isn't, you know, as impressive as maybe the conference record or what, you know, kind of how you ended the season. Right. Talk about kind of those growing pains early in the year because when you're a first-year coach, you're trying to get the players to buy into, hey, this is what we're doing. This is going to work. This is going to work. And when the results aren't there right away, it can be challenging not just for you but for, you know, the players in the locker room. Yeah. Talk about, you know, talk about kind of those early season lumps and then overcoming that and having an incredible finish to the season. Yeah, you know, first going into the season, it was like, man, you know, I'm I'm excited. We've got a lot of talent. It, it kind of came together. We picked up a few guys at the break that were going to help us and and um, 
you know, everything was kind of rolling together. And, and then uh, 19, almost 20 games into the season, we had a 6-13 and 13 record. Um, you know, we played a, a really good Mac U out of Oklahoma City who finished the season with almost 40 wins. Um, we split with Texas or with um, Wayland Baptist, um, and they ended up with 30 plus wins. Um, we ended up losing three to Loyola, who was a top 10 team at the time, and and we were we were still trying to kind of figure ourselves out. You know, the first five six weeks of the season, and um, to to it wasn't easy. You can say that um, there was definitely growing pains, and and you know I was trying to figure out a little bit. What what team do I have? What how can we be most successful this year? How can the players you know feed off? Who's going to play where? And then you know kind of figuring out a little bit of my style as a head coach. You know with with it being my first year as a head coach, but um, once it once it finally came together, we figured each other out and uh, we just kind of took off. I like asking first year head coaches this. Um, what was the most challenging thing? You've been around the, base, the game of baseball for a long time. So, I mean, the X's and O's, the ins and outs of it, that's not – you're right. not going to get taken aback by any of that. But as a head coach, there's just so many more things you have to deal with as opposed to being an assistant coach or being a GA. What was the one thing that kind of caught you by surprise or was like, man, this maybe is more difficult than I thought? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say – necessarily more difficult but um definitely more more um stressful at times or you know it when you when you lose you it, it was almost more personal mm-hmm. you know like um not that as when you were assistant coach it didn't it it wasn't like oh, I just brush it off the so- shoulder on a loss or or guys aren't doing something but you know what what really got me is is how um how personal I took it when when guys wouldn't um, play the game the right way, you know the the hustling and the stuff that I'm teaching, it, it's like okay, what am I doing wrong to where they're not they're not coming off how I want them, if that makes sense. Um, just just that and and how how um, how deep it hit sometimes was was probably the biggest difference overall. Yeah, that makes sense because it, you know, especially as a first-time head coach, it's you're almost looking mm-hmm. for the validation of like, yep. okay, I think this is gonna work, I, you know, mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't come through right away, you start questioning yourself of, gosh, it, is this? Am I doing it right? Am I right. supposed to be doing something else? Am I supposed to be doing something else? Mm-hmm. Was there a moment that happened where there was just a, a little bit of self-doubt? Um, not necessarily self-doubt. It was just you know more questioning why why isn't it happening yeah. right. Yeah, I never, you know, as baseball guys, you always have to have confidence in yourself and, and what you're doing. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily a, a, a doubting what it was. It was more of, you know, what else can I do on top of what I'm already doing for these guys to buy in and, and really, you know, be successful. So. The, uh, and then, you know, about midseason, y'all, you know, you mentioned it took a while to find yourselves. And about mm-hmm. midseason, you did find yourself. Was there a turning point? Was there a moment? What you know? Was there or the light bulb turned on? What, yeah. So what was it? So when we we went to Prairie View and we lost the first game, we turned around and and uh, then we won game two of the of the just a midweek game, and the way some of the guys started performing and we beat a Division One and it's like okay now we're rolling. Then we go to to Louisiana. We play Xavier and. Um, there was there was one inning where we 
finally started clicking, you know. We we started putting getting guys on first and third, ran a couple different, you know, first and third plays and and stole some bags and and did some execution stuff that we that we'd have worked on, you know, even worked on that week in practice and it started started finally coming together and then we'd hit here, we'd do this and everything started to just seemed like it was going right, you know, the timing was right, the lineup was right, um, and, and everything along those lines, and it was guys picking each other up, they were learning how to play together, and, but, you know, I, I think once we, once we beat Prairie View, and then we turned around and, and had a good weekend at Xavier, that kind of, kind of started getting us back in the right direction. I feel like in a situation like that, because you had mentioned, you know, I knew the talent, I knew, you know, I knew what we had here. Right. I knew we could be really good. And you're just kind of waiting for it to mm-hmm. all come together. And, I, and maybe the players felt this way, too, of, okay, it's a load off. Finally, yep. we're playing. You know, you beat a Division One, You go on the road to a tough opponent. You do well over there. And it's finally like, okay, it clicked. Like, finally, we can mm-hmm. exhale and just play, relax, mm-hmm. free baseball. And we started playing baseball after that. Now it's it's beautiful when you play good baseball. It's It's fun. It gets really fun. One of you know, recruiting is really the lifeblood of the sport. And when you're a new when you're a new coach into a program, mm-hmm. you're always trying to sell. Okay, this is this is our project. This is what we're doing. This is this is what we're doing and why we think it's going to work. And you know, you're you're selling that to you know, seventeen, eighteen year old kids, sometimes junior college guys. Right. Well, now you're in year one, and you got you already saw like some of the fruits of those labor so Absolutely. early how easy is it now to go into a kid's living room talk to a kid on the phone talk to their parents and be like hey look i believe xyz what we do is going to work because hey it you know i i was here for eight months and we made the national tournament yep you can start using examples a little bit like yeah. this player came in at this and now he's already to this and he helped us go and win a conference championship and that's it's easier to sell you know everybody wants to be a winner so when you when you go and you win in year one and kind of build that up a little bit, guys are, you know, they want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it makes the process a little bit easier there. And, and uh, you know, you, you talk to them about, about that process, but also, you know, the facilities. You got Riverside, which is, you know, one of the best, best places, I think, I think the best place in our conference to play baseball at. You know, kind of that old school feel, 1947, I believe, when the Rosebuds, the history with the Dodgers and everything like that, it's – it's um, you know a, a great selling point to have. The uh, man Riverside. The one thing I appreciate is that press box is air conditioned and it's spacious <laughs> up there. As, yep. a, as, as a media guy, I really uh, <laughs> I really appreciate that. I know as co- as a coach, one of the things you uh, w- one of the things that y'all like to do, you like to brag on your players when you get the chance. Yep. Who was the guy this year that you mentioned guys making the jump? Who mm-hmm. was the guy this year? Maybe it's a couple of guys who just made the jump. You saw it, you know, from August to, you know, May, or maybe it was mm-hmm. even midseason. Talk about a player or two who just kind of made that jump and was like, wow, you know, a pleasant surprise almost. Well, you can look at it a couple ways. You know, um, you, you look at Brady Parker, who came out of East here in Victoria, and, and uh, you know, he was – probably 83, 84 coming in in the fall. And, and, you know, right now he just got done uh, pitching the first half of the summer for the Generals, and he was he was up to 90 um, and from the left side. And, and he – I think he won eight games as a starter for us this year and, and uh, you know, number two or three uh, starter for us as a, as a true freshman. And to see him grow as the year went on was awesome. And, and um, another guy you talk about who – 
who was uh, ended up being an all-conference guy, first-team all-conference catcher for us. He was uh, tournament MVP for the, the RAC championship. Um, Hal Perez, um, who's, who's from Puerto Rico, he bounced around a little bit. He played, he played at, at Coastal Bend, and then he played at Ranger, Junior, uh, Ranger College up in Ranger, Texas, and, and then transferred to us uh, this, this past year. And you talk about a guy who's just been a warrior for us every single day, handling the pitching staff and and uh, nicks and bruises and you know constantly getting beat up back behind the plate. Um, for him to to he he ended up becoming a, a leader for us, you know, just just with his the way he plays and and um, everything, you know that that was fun to watch. But that that would be a guy that I would you know really pick out, call a team guy and and say hey. Hop on this guy's back. He's he's going to take you there. Well, I know Brady will be back for you next year. Is Hal coming back for you as well? Hal's got Hal's got two more years actually, and and uh, so yeah, that's got to be exciting for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk when, about having those kind of because a year ago you didn't have. I mean, you knew you had good players, but right. they're still getting to know you. You're getting to know them. You don't know who your culture setters or right. who those guys are. Talk about now. You're going to go into year two, and you're going to have kind of a you're going to have a strong base in place. Right. Absolutely. You know, our our three main starters on the mound are coming back. Uh, with Longoria, Parker, and and Julian Garcia, um, you've got you've got multiple guys in the bullpen coming back. We only lost two pitchers, and and uh, with Rue Garcia and and Alan Hernandez, and uh, you know we're bringing in about five or six more arms that are going to be good for us, and and kind of kind of getting that mix a little bit, and and to have that coming back on the mound. Um, it's, it's going to be awesome. You know, it's kind of you kind of get spoiled a little bit with, okay, what are, what are we going to do with all this talent? Who's going to play where and 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 things like that. And now the experience letting, and coming back an extra year and things like that is is awesome. And and then you also look at it. You've got you've got guys on the offensive side, um, Leopold and Lopez, um, who were both All Conference players. The Gold Glover in center field and and Leopold ended up. Um, being a gold glove in the in the tournament and and all conference uh, second baseman I believe for the conference and and uh, those two guys are coming back with their with their COVID year they get an extra they're super yeah. seniors along with uh, you know seniors like uh, Gill and you know Fikach is coming back as well who's another all conference player you know we've got talent out there it's just how's it going to come together as a team can we take that momentum we we got from last year with the run we had late and and uh, you know, take that into the season early, and and kind of you know, why not win a, a regular season conference title, not just the tournament? Yeah, well, we're gonna hear a message from White Trash Services, and then Coach and I, we got a connection going back a little bit. I know we both just got to Victoria, but there's a connection back there for the two of us. We'll uh, we'll hear this message from White Trash Services, and be right back with that. Now we're gonna get into the. To the New Mexico Highlands. New Mexico. Las New Vegas, New Mexico. Las Vegas. Favorite restaurant, and if you even had one. Oh. Well, there's obviously Dick's, and then... Um, Dick's kind of took a downturn it, when I was there. Really? Yeah. So. Well, people Dick, don't really go out anymore. Yeah, yeah Dick's, Dick's was fun because uh, my wife now was a, a waitress there. Oh, So I okay. kind of had to hook up over there. But, okay. Uh, you know, you go to Charlie's Spick and Span, yeah. and you have that breakfast over there. And yeah. You get the you get the heart attack and do oh that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was The that first was time stuff. I got that, I, well, I say first time, I only got it one time. And it was, I mean, they say mountain of potatoes. It, I'm it's, thinking, okay. It's a lot. It's literally a 
mountain of potatoes. You eat half and then you take it home yeah. and you have two more meals to eat on. So, um, what was it? J JC's Pizza? No, yeah, JC's. Is it JC's? Yeah. JC's Pizza was awesome. Man, daily special, $7. That mm -hmm. was my, that was a go-to. Blake's lot of burger was a good yeah. go-to too. Not yeah, not a lot has changed. I always did Blake's, the green chili. <laughs> the that was when I was first introduced to New Mexico green chili. New Mexico. So did you play college ball there? You're just a GA. My there? last my last two years I played at, at Highlands. Okay. We, we won our um, our um, division championship of the conference. <laughs> yeah. And, and we were second in the conference both years, and. Um, made a run my senior year we made the regional tournament and we lost to the number one team in the nation mesa Mace. colorado mesa and we were up eight nothing and ended up losing nine to eight so that was uh that was tough that was tough to lose so you, you didn't play under hunt but did you coach under him so yes okay i jonesy was the head guy and then hunt was there as an assistant my senior year. Okay. And then I came on as a grad assistant under Jones, and that's when Jones got the job at Texarkana that okay. fall. And then Hunt became the coach. I was a grad assistant under him, and then I went home. I actually went went home and, and taught school at Brenham for a year and then went to Texarkana for five years. Okay. So, yeah. The, um, do you ever have a conversation with Hunt that lasted less than an hour? Uh, not many, <laughs> not many. It, it was, it, it was all, it's always, it's always a, a marathon when you're talking with Hunt. But, uh, yeah, the, fir the first time I ever met him, I just kept looking down and I was like, okay, are we? Yeah, he, he made, he made uh, every, every short story long and every, every long story longer. So and, uh, yeah, I, it, I know all about his rodeo days so. though. Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> I've, I've heard that so many times, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, uh. All right, and we're back with episode 43 of The Grid alongside Coach John Stavanoa. And, uh, Coach, we got a connection going back. Obviously, you can't see us in the studio, but I'm rocking my New Mexico Highlands baseball cap today, which is uh, the alma mater of Coach here sitting next to me and where yes, he got sir. his coaching career started. That's correct. Um, C Coach, when you, when you got to Las Vegas, New Mexico, I call it Little Vegas, New Mexico, mm -hmm. uh, did you think, you know, Baseball coaching, all that. Did you think it was going to be? Did you see yourself, you know, coaching baseball? Did you see that as your career going forward? Um, you know, I've always, even when I was younger, I've always, you know, I'm going to play baseball as long as I can, and then after that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a baseball coach. I always knew that from the get go. I never, I never really knew what level I would coach. Would it be high school, college, whatever? Um, let's just kind of see how it, how it goes from there. But. Um, I'd say when I got to Las Vegas, New Mexico, I knew I knew that I wanted to be a college coach. That was kind of my my mindset moving forward after after my playing days were done. Yeah. Yeah, and you, uh, I mean, you finished your playing career there. You start, you got your coaching career started there as a mm -hmm. GA. What was your kind of welcome to coaching moment? Because it's you know it's different. It's it's funny because as a player, you think nothing is harder than playing this sport or playing whatever. But you talk to anybody, they say coaching is so much harder than playing. What was your kind of welcome to coaching thing? <laughs> I don't know if I have a specific one, but, um, you know, it's it's tough to go to practice every day as a coach when I first was, like, in practice. And I'm a GA at the time. So it's like these are the guys that last year I went to battle with. You know, we, yeah. we, won, uh, we won a division championship and we went to uh, – 
to the you know national tournament everything like that and try to make a run together and then okay now I'm your coach instantly in the snap of snap of a finger so um, it was it was just weird like how your relationship has to change instantly mm-hmm. um, kind of the welcome would be you know I, I was coaching first base at one point in time and and uh, you know there's things that I think in in my mind when I was playing I that I, it's just automatic. But, you know, maybe a new guy to the system, they don't understand it quite as well, and you got to be more vocal, things like that. And then it's then it kind of comes back to you on not being vocal as a coach, and so you're like, okay, i got to be better than that. You know, you know, little instances like that would be about about the getting used to it, you know. So, so i got to ask you, as a man from Columbus, Texas, what the heck brought you out to Las Vegas, <laughs> New Mexico? Well, I, uh, I, as, as soon as I graduated high school and from Columbus, I – it was like I couldn't get out of there fast enough, I guess. You know, I went to Oklahoma for a year and then went up to Northern California for two years for a JUCO with, with – uh, played under Frank Avila at Lassen College and, and uh, you know, Jonesy, who's, who was a head coach um, in New Mexico Highlands, had a lot of connections in California, and, and uh, that's kind of how that worked yeah. out. And it recruited me to go over there, and it, it just um, – you know, believe it or not, it was actually closer to home than where I was yeah. before. So – um, it, it worked out, and and um, I didn't I didn't realize exactly what I was getting into with with all the snow and cold yeah. weather and playing in Colorado a lot and things like that. But um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Hey, the ball jumps off the bat though. Oh, it does. We 6,200 <laughs> 6, elevation, the ball will fly. Now um, you can't really breathe up there. From <laughs> I, I'm used to the coast, you know. From, yeah. I'm sea level and humidity and. It, it's not it's no humidity up there it's dry the air's thin and and uh, it takes you about two months to get used to anything and just to learn how to breathe up there is tough yeah i'll tell you so you know originally from houston i kind of lived all over the place in you know southeast texas and uh when i first got there i you know altitude of course took me a while to get used to but i don't like snow I, I hate <laughs> snow so and it's not Las Vegas, New Mexico, obviously not a very big city. So trying to drive around in the snow <laughs> over there. I think if I lived in Denver or something like that, a city that's used to it where the infrastructure is a little better, maybe I could deal with it. But, man, the uh, the snow, <laughs> I I didn't want to ever come out of my house. It was snowing outside. I imagine you felt the same way. It, it was it was kind of fun learning how to slip and slide on the, on the ice. But, you know, the snow, snow and ice was good for about – 20 30 minutes and then you uh realize that oh i have to live in this okay yeah. uh where, where's the sunshine where's the warm weather let's let's get back to some baseball weather so yeah no kidding the, the lesson i learned was if it ever snows go clear the snow off your car right away because then it's going <laughs> to freeze on it it's going to be a lot harder to get off yeah i learned that I, my first month living over there i learned uh <laughs> I learned that, so that was that was a hard lesson to learn. Uh, you mentioned Coach Jones a couple of times, and he was the he was the head coach at Highlands. When you were there. You ended up following him to Texarkana, where mm-hmm. you spent I think you said five years over there. Correct. Talk about what you learn what you learned from Coach Jones. How it helped. You know, you're kind of shaped by the people that you coach under as you're coming up as a coach. Talk about what you learned from him and kind of how you're applying that now. You know, it's some of it's that that hard nose. He was a very uh, very hard nosed guy. Yeah. You know. Demand, demand respect, demand, um, you know, everything out of his players. And, you know, I learned a lot of, of um, you know, how to approach the game, I guess you could say, how to approach the game in, in, uh, in a manner of always respect the game and, and never take anything for granted. That, that's a big thing in, in his programs that, that he teaches and uh, that, that I've picked up along the way 
um, you know, really, really from him and, and from Frank uh, Avila up at, at last, and they, they had similar coaching styles mm-hmm. in a way. So, you know, some of that, they both California, you know, West Coast type of guys, and, and um, I, I definitely picked up that, you know. And then at the same time, you know, he's, he's kind of old school, so I'm, I'm not quite as old school yeah. as he is, but I've got some of that old soul yeah. in me, I guess. Yeah. So, so kind of the picking up what I like, out of that and what I, you know, don't like or, you know, kind of spin my own ways around it, I, I guess you could say, um, has, has, you know, helped shape what, what I am today. Yeah, so nat- both of us being from Vegas, we got some mutual friends back there. One of them's a Harry Estep, who just got named a head coach in New Mexico Highlands baseball last week. Absolutely. Um, and one thing, you know, I got to talk to Harry quite a bit over the last couple of years, and one thing, the way he kind of phrased it to me was, old school work ethic kind of new school mentality yeah and that's the that's the sense i, like I get that. from yeah. you and being kind of being around your program a little bit and what i've been able to see it's like okay there's some similarity there and mm-hmm. it makes sense you know he came right after you as a ga at highland right. so there's going to be some you know some ideological crossover there right but that's just that's a sense i kind of get from you as well as new school techniques there's you yeah. mentioned include uh, improving brady parker's velocity mm-hmm. earlier this year and that's something in baseball over the last several years, we've learned different ways to mm-hmm. improve a pitcher's velocity. And that Harry was big on that back in Vegas and just getting, you know, getting you from 86 to 90 and different mm-hmm. thing, different ways to do that. And, but that sense I get from you, old school, uh, old school work ethic, new school, yeah. uh, new school mentality. I can see that. Philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. I like the way you put that. That's, that's good. Well, that, that's a Harry S of original. You can, uh, you okay. Can, well, thank you, Harry. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you can, you can go thank, you can go thank him for that, but it's a, I mean, you spent five years as you spent five years in assistant as Texarkana. Mm-hmm. What was a, you, you get to sit back and watch, you see what a coach does, you pick, you know, what, okay, I like this, I don't like that, mm-hmm. or this is what I'll do, or I'll do this, but maybe I'll do it a little bit differently. Right. What was the you, – you mentioned the, you know, kind of the work ethic and the approach to the game. Was there a philosophical thing that you saw that's like, okay, that's what I'm going to – maybe I didn't think about that before, but that's something I'm taking with me wherever I go. Um, yeah, you know, it kind of gets just gets ingrained in you, yeah. and, and you, you don't really – realize that you're doing it all the time but you know just coming coming to work every single day that's that's the big thing that that I like to preach you know we, you can't have off days when when you're on the baseball field you know it, it's time to go to work we're, we're here to get better today it's not a it's not a um, hey just roll the balls out and you know we're gonna swing it a little bit we're gonna throw it a little bit no it's every every day has a purpose to it Every day has a purpose to it to to achieve that that overall goal. You know, every everything's a baby step. So that that's the biggest thing. Yeah. All right. We're gonna hear one more message from Thriving Financial, and then we're gonna wrap up with talking about what what coach expects for next season with the UHV Jaguars. Stay tuned. Boom. Sweet. Yeah, I'd always Harry and uh, the Marujos hung out quite a bit, and yeah. I hung out quite a bit with the Marujos. I, so I love yeah. <laughs> Nick, old Lovey, good old oh, Lovey. Man. It was Nick. funny. We Lovey was probably about twelve years old, and, he and I was a, yes, tall, and huh? he just <laughs> would, he would pick it, he would throw it, and uh, it was funny. We I'd do a lesson or something, and Nick be busy, and I'd be like, no, oh, I'll just take him back to the house. We'd go, he'd bring him over to my yeah. house. We would just whatever, shoot some hoops and yeah. hang out, and yeah, Lovey's Lovey's a cool kid, man. Man, he is. I don't know. I I don't know if he's if he's going back to Highlands. I know he entered the portal. Oh, he did. He, I think 
when I last talked to him, it seemed like his plan because he got hurt. He was hurt in the off season. Yeah, with the and, knee. And then he just never he never got right. And then he yeah. tried to play, and he just ended up making himself worse. Yeah, it wasn't it um, wasn't there. And I, now, actually, now that Harry's there, I bet you he that, might he might stay. I think he I think that makes because he was he was kind of fed up with Hunt. Yeah. Um, well, not so much Hunt, more so the. Actually, he he liked Hunt. It was more so they're like the recruiting. Like they just they just couldn't get any pitchers. Yeah, they never. Yeah, pitching was hard there. It's hard as a good pitcher to say, "Hey, I'm going to choose Las Vegas, New Mexico over Regis or yeah. you know, all these in Colorado schools. They're, they're I mean, getting bigger Den- too. They're Denver the and facilities. Colorado Springs, like yeah. Pueblo's. Baseball budget is bigger than Highlands's athletic budget. Entire budget, yes. And Pueblo's athletic budget is almost twice the size of Highlands's operating budget. As a school. As a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Operating budget of the university. Um, so we, uh, you may not, uh, Justin Bustos. He was. Uh, you may or may not have known him, but he was SID at Highlands for a little bit. He ended up going to Pueblo, and he's. Started telling me some of that, and okay. I looked into it, and I was like, "Gosh, dang!" And that might have been right after me. Yeah, I think goes. so. I think I think so. Yeah, it would have been right you, after me. When did you leave Vegas? Uh, sixteen. Yeah, I would have been. It would have been after you. Yeah, spring of sixteen, I got my master's and got out of there. I don't blame you. I, uh... <laughs> I was uh, I was ready to come back to Texas. As was I. I was ready. <laughs> I was, yes. I, I spent 25 months. I, I was there 25 months. And I was, the last the last six were hard. I was there for almost four years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I don't think I could have. I don't think I could have done two more years. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, Coach, we're going to wrap up the show here. But before we, uh, before we let you leave... You know, we talked a lot about what you did this year, kind of your upbringing. Uh, but now you're going to have a pretty good team coming back in uh, in 2024, and I see a smile on your face. You're excited, and you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about what you expect now going into year two. You got a year with the group. You know these players. You know the conference. Talk about what some of your expectations are for next season. You know, I, I think that, that we have the ability, and, you know, we showed that at the end of the year to compete for that, that conference championship in the regular season, not just, you know, try to make that run in the, in the tournament. Um, you know, I, I think we're going we're gonna to give Shreveport a run for their money this year, and, and uh, they've, they've always been great. Uh, um, you know, Neffendorf does a great job over there with, with getting guys in and, and keeping that program running. And, you know, they're a shoe-in for the World Series almost every single year. Um, so competing against that, I, I think we have a chance to give them a run for their money. You know, I think I think that we, we've got a shot with, um, you know, we are losing some, some key pieces, uh, especially offensively. But, um, you know, we're bringing in some guys, and we've got some guys that, that were right behind them that, that are going to step up this year. Um, I think I think uh, we've done a tremendous job uh, recruiting and kind of kind of filling in, plugging the pieces, and you know got some guys coming back for their COVID senior year, and and um, I'm looking forward to just kind of that veteran leadership. They know me, I know them. Let's take off the the start should be a lot easier this year with with the you know getting into the fall. It's not so much a teaching everything process. It's more of a Hey, here's a quick refresher on on what we do. 
take off. Now I know that you can lead. And, and you know, some of those guys that are coming back were stepped up as leaders, um, the, you know, from the second half of the season throughout our run and the playoffs and everything. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited to have those guys back and, and uh, move forward as, as kind of one team. Coach, I, I wanted to ask you, how big was it to beat Shreveport there in the, the, <laughs> in the conference tournament? Because I think of like Georgia in college football. Yeah. And Georgia, Kirby Smart got it rolling, and Georgia was a national program. They recruited great. They were beating the heck out of everybody for years, but they could never beat Bama. Right. And then they have the best team they've had, and they get kind of trounced by Bama in the SEC title game. But then they finally beat them in the national championship, and it was like, okay, we've arrived. We beat the big dog, you know, in our conference. And right. Shreveport, in this analogy, is kind of the Bama of, okay, they're the big dogs. It kind of goes through them. Right. How big was it this early to show, hey, we can do or die scenario, everything on a line. We can go and we can head-to-head yeah. head with them and knock them off. How big was that for, like, just belief? Uh, that was huge. You know, we, we, had the, we had the momentum rolling, and, you know, obviously so did they. It was winner goes to the championship game right now in the winner's bracket and and um, you know two two top arms in the in the conference going to head to head and and just back and forth and and um, you know we obviously playing good baseball and that that was a thing but but really stepping up and 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 going going against Shreveport was awesome you know it, it was kind of if if you see any videos on Twitter. Uh, we had one out of celebrating on the bus after that because we all knew it was big. Mm -hmm. I knew it was big, and, and you know, you kind of hold it in as a coach and you don't want to show too much emotion, but um, you, you, that was that was kind of a staple for the season. Like, staple staple those sheets together, baby. This is, this is where we go now, and you can really feel it. Well, Coach, I know it's uh, I know it's still July of 2023, but I'm excited to see y'all take the field in you know February, March of 2024. So, uh, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us today, and uh, hope you have a great summer, great off season, and we're excited to see you back on the field and uh, back on the field in the spring. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on here. Uh, also, next year we're gonna we're we're looking to have uh, you know some big event nights with uh, military appreciation. Uh, we're gonna have a pack the park night. Um, on on one of those days, I think the day before homecoming, hopefully uh, when Shreveport comes to town, I uh, have a Friday night game and try to pack the park and and see if we can't get a couple thousand out there at Riverside and and really uh, really take off. So um, thank you for having me on here and and go Jags. All right, coach. Thank you very much.